Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get to our guest, Bill Lee, chief economist at Milken Institute. So given that that's the those are the headlines, uh, Bill, let me paint a slightly different picture here, that it's different this time, and two very interesting dynamics. One, inflation may be stickier than what we're used to, uh, particularly because of all these bottlenecks we see in supply and a lot of things like Ukraine that are outside the Fed's control. And secondly, the recession might be very different, too, in that if indeed we are going into it, it's with a lot stronger job market than we're used to. And maybe maybe that means we can weather it better. Your thoughts? Absolutely, Brian. I mean, that the, that picture is exactly the picture that I have in my mind. Uh, this uh, bout of stagflation echoes the 70s, but it's nowhere near where what it was like before. Uh, it's going to take the Fed quite a bit of effort to get rid of the inflation because it's, we've been hit by so much on the supply side. The, the study from the San Francisco Fed shows that about half of the inflation can be attributed to uh, supply and about half from, from demand. Uh, actually, a third, a third, and in between about a third that's sort of mixed. And, and because of these supply side elements that continue to get worse, I mean, after all, here we have sh- food shortages being caused by the, the cutoff of the wheat exports from the Ukraine. We just had an agreement that said, oh, we could resume food exports, especially yeah. to the, the, the starving emerging markets. And then all of a sudden, the port facility in Odessa are bombed. Now, that kind of supply shock, you know, you, you, you go crazy trying to forecast what's going to happen to food inflation um, and similarly for, for energy. So, so I think these continued bouts of supply constraints, the fact that China doesn't really open because it keeps playing around with its zero COVID policies, uh, makes the, the forecast of inflation for sure more persistent than anybody would have expected. And I think the Fed, because it's so committed right now to putting inflation back to its 2% target, or at least on a clear path to 2%, it has to deal with the demand side. It has to weaken demand so much that it compensates for these continued supply side Mm. shocks. So Bill, that leads into the fact that we are expecting 75 basis points this week, but what happens after that and their forward guidance? Do they continue with these really aggressive hikes or do they pull back? Well, Juliet, I, I would have said prior to, to the spring, because the Fed has had become so wokish and 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 emphasized so much the the spread of employment benefits, I would have said they they might blink. But right now, the Fed knows it's behind the curve. The no, Fed knows its credibility is on the line, and it's going to go out of its way. To, to, to keep policies tight and perhaps even tighter. I think 100 basis points can be on the table um, if, if inflation persists and, and, and gets even worse. And, and I think that's the, something that the markets are not ready for. I mentioned two parts. Um, you addressed the first part rather well, but the second part uh, was basically that uh, we have so many people employed and we have more jobs and we have people to stick in them 
that, that maybe we're stronger and we handle it better this time. Uh, do you want to refute that or, or uh, not at all? It, or in fact, Brian, it? Brian, in fact, I, I would say double up on that. Um, I have never seen a recession start where the unemployment rate is three and a half percent. And not only that, uh, I mean, Chair Powell talks about so many vacancies uh, out uh, for, for the number of unemployed. And despite those vacancies, firms are not increasing the pace of hiring. Um, because they're looking for better workers. So there's a there's sort of like a microeconomic dislocation in that um, labor market. People are are up, up, upping the quality and, 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 and the workers themselves are looking for better jobs. So so I think everyone is looking for higher wage jobs and higher productivity jobs. And, and I think the, the tightening by the Fed uh, may not result in the kind of pain and angst that we had in previous recessions so, because so, mm. people are looking for better jobs, they're qualified for better jobs, and, and, and companies have invested in technology and changed their business models in a way that would allow workers to be more productive. So I think the combination yeah. of these factors makes the next recession much less painful than it would, would have been in the past. And people have money to spend. I mean, everywhere you go, and that's globally, airports are packed, restaurants are packed too. So in that sense of the the consumer, how much does that cushion a deeper recession? Well, well, well Juliet, I, I think that shows sort of the, the, the huge split in our, in our economy, the dual economies that we have. A lot of people in the middle class and upper middle class have so much to spend. I mean, don't forget, during, during COVID, there was a shortage of Pelotons. Now, that, a Peloton, I'm sorry, is not a necessity of life. But there are so many people who are poor, uh, struggling day to day to try to make ends meet by buying gasoline and food and then asking myself, am I going to be able to pay today this month's rent because the rent increase just came through? Uh, mm-hmm. so, so I think it, the, the dual economy uh, shows that, that the pain is being felt by a lot of people uh, even, beca- even now because of these high prices and we don't have any layoffs yet. But, but you're However, right. A lot of people have a lot of money to spend. Yeah, I, mean, I think the scenario that we've been talking about for most of this interview is, is sort of uh, augurs for muddling through. And if we're actually able to muddle through, okay, then there's too much negativity around. Oh, uh, in the financial markets, no doubt, and, and especially in the equity markets. If you look at the bond markets, I would say the Fed has regained its credibility. The break-evens now are down to about two and a half, five-year break-evens are two and a half percent, down from three and a half percent several months ago. So the bond markets, are, I think, have pricing in the belief that we are going to come back to target inflation fairly quickly. Now, it could be because of the recession, but regardless, they're pricing in the kind of stability in inflation in a fairly rapid period of time. Equity markets have not gotten the message yet because we're still well below where we were before. And in terms of what we kind of see with people trying to position what this kind of downturn will be, where do you see potential upside moves for equity markets? I, I, it has to be in these high growth companies that have been so hard hit because of this fear of inflation, fear of high interest rates, and the fear that these companies would not be able to raise prices and have revenues uh, in line with cost increases. I think uh, the companies like Tesla have, have shown over and over again they can raise prices as much as they want and, and, and maintain their profit margins. Now, the things that could kill them would be a, another shutdown in China, which would completely shut off their production, and that they would have no revenues because they don't have any production, not because they don't have any ability to raise prices. All right, Bill, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we've got to get you back here to Hong Kong sometime soon. Uh, be sure to come into our studios when you do. Bill Lee, Chief Economist at Milken Institute, with us live here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum, powered by Bloomberg. 
Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.